KickPod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the East Kulin Nations. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the KickPod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. One, two, three, four. Hello there. Hello there. We are recording in the morning. In the morning. But I have been a pain in the butt to Why? you this morning. What? I just have been. Oh, you have been a little bit of a little shit. <laughs> we had to do a shoot together and um, she's just, when she gets in a For mood. the comments, which was fun. We yeah, checked out the great. comments QV. It was very cool. Which I haven't been to before. You said, you said, and I quote, I find this space very inspiring. I did. I like the city. It reminds me of the Sex days. In the city? No, when but I haven't been to New York. Oh, no, sorry. I used to study at the State Library oh. for my. So it takes you back to your high school, year twelve exams. You like to go State back library. to that point in your life, like as in studying the State Library. Like yeah, I did. That was fun okay. time. Nice. Anyway, I liked it, and it reminds me of that. Like I yeah. got off at Flinders Street Station, which gave me all the memories. I haven't been there for a while, and yes, it's got a nice city view. So yeah, it was I'm nice not a city to go girl. there. But it was a nice, it was a nice oh. space. Very nice space. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like our comments. <laughs> yeah, true. Where We're at Tabiara. <laughs> anyway, 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 how are you? I'm good. I'm good. To today, which is Friday, we are going to fly up to Sydney and it's the first time Harvey's been on a flight. So I am excited and nervous, but kind of in that mood to like just like rip the bandaid off, get it done so I can just know that it's possible to, obviously it's possible to fly with him. But I have, do you know what I mean? have just, to say I have seen children on flights before. Yeah. No, uh, I know it's possible, one. but I mean, just like do it. <laughs> And get it done so yes. that we can just start to because we used to travel so much I was talking to someone in our team about this the other day and I was just saying like before COVID who why don't we say that oh, okay Hayley you, like? I was speaking to Hayley <laughs> like, no someone in our team well no I didn't mean it like that anyway I was speaking to Hayley and I was just saying I used to travel quite a lot I mean obviously like my roles changed as well within the business but like I used to travel so much whether it was interstate or overseas very very fortunate to have done that and then obviously COVID changed everything and then my role changed as well and I was just saying like I feel like now that things are going back to normal I still want to be able to I think be motivated or excited to make trips like that um, happen but I think because I've also got a baby in mind now it's like I'm just holding back or I don't yes. even want to think about it because I know how much effort it is. Well how old is he? He's over one and you've yeah. never done a flight with him? No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I mean, it's like you just have to peel the band-aid off. Is that what you would say yeah. for this? Honestly, if if we weren't in COVID when he was young, yeah. I would have travelled when I was on like mat leave and when he so that's that is a tip for any new mummers out there who has, you know, maybe under like four months old travel if you can like get in even if it's in the car they sleep everywhere when they're at that age they just sleep everywhere and anywhere and the, you don't have to really have a routine so I just feel like yeah if we weren't in COVID Josh and I probably would have taken advantage of that a little bit more because it is a, a bit harder now mm. I mean anyway I don't know he could be an angel yeah, on the true, plane. You haven't done it yet never know so yeah hopefully he's a little plain <laughs> angel dude <laughs> Okay. okay. I put I it in the back row because I was like, I don't, I just. Next to the toilet. Yeah, because um, I was like, imagine if we're that, that, that baby that's like screaming or crying the whole time. I so should be right in the back. What? Oh, because if you're in the middle, you're affecting people in front and behind yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Yeah. Oh, anyway. great. Well, hopefully you've got some space there. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. If Josh 
gave you, or I'm just going to frame it as a question, okay. not including Josh, but you will apply this to Josh. If you have got, this is also for everyone listening. If you have got a joint bank account with your partner, mm. husband, partner, mm. wife, whatever you have as your person, <laughs> as your person, <laughs> as your person, and you, they give you a birthday present mm. and you don't like it. Oh my God. Okay. So we're jumping to how you are. Yes. I was like, where are you going me. with this? Yeah, I thought this, this was going to be out of flight, but no, yes, no, I'm me. so excited this is, for you to share We're not this. talking about babies on planes anymore. No, Sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm happy to move on. It was just like <laughs> weird transition. Anyway. Uh, so if you, yeah, so joint bank account mm-hmm. with partner. Mm-hmm. So when you buy a birthday present, it mm-hmm. comes out of, you basically pay for it yourself a bit of it because mm-hmm. you've got a joint bank yeah. account. Yeah. If you don't like the present, mm. do you just be polite and think this is a lovely thought or do you think, well, I'm not going to use this so it's a waste of money? So you're honest. Well, so see, you're asking me this question and I know what's gone on. So yes. it's very hard for me to answer. But, okay, I'll tell you what's gone on. But also, aside from that, I think I would still do the same thing no matter what it was. So you would just pretend to like it? No, no, no. I wouldn't pretend to like oh, okay. it. Oh, No, no, no. Because... If you – no, I think oh, – it depends what it was. I think there's not many other people in my life. Yes. That if they, to, that I'm very like much that someone that honest. I get a present. And I want to say I've never – I love every present you ever give me. I'm not saying this is like I have – I've got this. I'm like, who is it? Kylie Jenner or Kendall? One of them didn't like each other's presents. They kept oh. giving it. Anyway. Anyway, no one else in my life would I ever, if I didn't like the present, I would I would keep you it and appreciate the, the gesture. Yeah. And, you know, but because it's from a bank account that I'm a part of – and also, you can be a very open with your partner, right? Yeah, that's true. So, Dalton, for his birthday, I gave him some clothes because he did a clean out of his cupboard and he wears the same clothes every day. Yeah. He has – so, in our wardrobe, I've got like seven-eighths of it. He's got an eighth, right? And he said, oh, I don't really have any clothes now. I've cleaned it out. I, I want to buy some clothes. So, I was like, I'm going to, for his birthday, buy him some clothes. Yeah, and you, and you did. So, I bought him about – Ten pieces of clothing. Oh, maybe less. Maybe about seven. But I bought him like a few jumpers, tops. Anyway, he li- I gave them to him and he literally was like, Laura, I will never – there was – no, out of everything, two things. Most of it – majority failed though. Mm. He was like – he was crying of laughter because he's like, what were you, What are you, What is this? When would I ever wear this? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so – but at the time I was like, oh, my God, I'm mortified. Mm. But I was then grateful because I was like, I would prefer not to waste money and get something that you oh, actually exactly. like. Exactly. I just – So what would you do? Would you pretend to like it if Josh gave you something? Absolutely you didn't not. Like? No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I'd be honest. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, good. But also, I just—I was it, like, whatever. You get a cheaper. I really present love now. that you. I really <laughs> love that you. That you. I mean, like he's—he was the tailored man. Laws like he's always going to have his. You know. Yeah, also, for anyone that's what that is he, Steph talking about? Oh. Dalton used to have a blog yeah. called the tailored man and it's funny because he used to be like all fashiony and yeah. now it's just a yeah. Not now just, he's no. just. He, just does, <laughs> he doesn't have just. the same. He doesn't have the same fashion level i prefer his new fashion style to be honest yeah but i think he also he's still interested in fashion it's just not his thing anymore yeah like you can't have that kind of background and have he, he just has his go-to brands and but it's lovely that you <laughs> you gave it a crack anyway so that is my question yeah i'd love to know i, I feel like honest. most people would be honest yeah even anyway if, to be honest know. even if it wasn't a joint bank account which because josh and i have both i have my um separate account he has his separate account and then we have a joint and so like when i'm buying presents Anyway, it all goes in the same place anyway. Like the money in my account ends up going into our same. So it's, it literally makes zero difference. But no matter where the bank, the money came from, I would I would be honest. Yeah. With someone like Josh. Probably you two actually. Would, yeah. You know good. what? Because like if you got me something 
like a piece of clothing or a bag and I knew I wasn't going to wear it or if I was going to wear it I was like just doing it I would I'd probably just be honest I think (laughs) but we haven't that hasn't happened so (laughs) noted (laughs) anyway do you have a special share I do I do um I am really enjoying Stranger Things season four now it's not for everyone it is I reckon they've taken it up a notch. You said it. I heard you talking about it. Scarier. Yeah, oh, I reckon. Not, not I reckon me. it's actually scarier and even more gory. I feel like the other seasons were still like scary or whatever, but like they're all super sci-fi. But it, I don't know what it was. It was. It. This is just. I just. I don't know. It's. It's scarier somehow. But you like scariness. Well, I don't know. I just really like. I really like the actors. They is, had is a it the huge same girl budget. from the first one. Eleven. It's all the same kids. They're now. Oh, older. so they're still alive. Yeah. Oh, it's good to know. They're, they're they didn't die from the creature. <laughs> no. I mean, some of them did. I mean, in the first season, I will Billy never forget did. Billy watching Billy did. Max's brother, well, Billy. Did you put a disclaimer was... for people listening that maybe have just started? Oh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I feel like that's everywhere. Okay. Anyway, that's the thing about online. You just know. If, you, if, there's, if there's more than one season of something, you know what happens. Do you? Yeah, it's all over like TikTok I feel like and you're stuff. assuming we're going to have some oh. angry people. <laughs> In the adverts I'm of joking. season four, it's like talking about I'm Max. Joking. I'm joking. Thinking about her Anyway. But you recommend. Um, I recommend it. Um, it. It does though. If you're not, for me, it's like severe anxiety. No, I wouldn't say yeah. you would not like good it at me. all. But I will say if you watched one, two and three, it's been a huge, like I think it's been a couple of years since three. So we were like waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. And the first episode goes for like an hour and 20 minutes and like not actually a lot happens. So when the first episode happened, Josh and I were like, oh, no, it's not good anymore. It's slow and there's not much happening or like everything that happens happens in the last like 30 seconds of the episode. Um, but I found myself just wanting to watch the next episode. And now I'm like five eps in and I'm definitely, definitely thinking like, if, you know, those shows where you're like, I want to go and watch the next episode. Oh, you're excited to keep day. watching. Yes. yes. Yeah. Love yes. it. So uh, if you liked one, two and three or if you haven't watched it at all and you're into that kind of thing. Get onto it because they're incre- these kids are such good actors. I think they're now like fifteen years old, but they started so when they were like eight acting, or nine. But you have to like sci-fi. Yeah. Me, I have never liked yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. It is not a part of my genre of choice. <laughs> yeah, probably number. Last, I like it though because like, it's like set back in like the eighties. You know when you voted 80s. in the government and it was like you had to put the one. They like tell you to put the the one la- like that's number twelve for okay. me. Random that you brought politics. <laughs> We just did it with the box. Yes, we Sci-Fi's did. 12. Yes. What's your special show? Mm, don't have one. Okay. And you know what? I am. A, I want to take a uh, – we don't I, We do not do this often, not having a special show. Mm. But I've had a frazzled week and I haven't – That's okay. I haven't been on top of things to be able to consume something that I would recommend. That's fine. I've just been full of frazzling. <laughs> don't recommend that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not rec- – but can I actually – I wanted to – this is, I mean, this episode is you and me. So I actually, should I start the Q&A with a question for you? I will. Okay, don't worry. We shall go into. How about kick- your special share can be a kick mention? Let's flow to that. Okay, sure. I mean, <laughs> sure. I mean, it is. I do love these things, but I'm also very <laughs> conscious of like, that's. <laughs> anyway, okay. So what is happening at kick? It is a very exciting week at mm. kick because workout in winter has started this week. Mm-hmm. So today's Wednesday. Launch on Monday, but it goes for three months. It is absolutely not too late to join. So if you would like to come and join us, we have still got our special offer of three months for $25, which is 50% off. It is still available for the quarterly membership. So if you want to join us, you can. Mm. And I'm just, I am just so 
excited for this challenge to yeah, get same. motivation because winter, I mean, we spoke about it last week, but it is just so hard. Yeah, it is hard. To keep active, but we need to keep active. 100%. And this time around with our workout and winter challenge, we have a goal setting journal, which you are welcome to download. Uh, we'll pop a link in our show notes so you can find that easily. You did a I, Facebook Live about we did, that. We did. <laughs> and it was a bit of a tech fail, but you know what? For anyone that did join us on that, I hope you, I definitely got a lot from it. I feel like Danny is just so good I feel like I could listen to him talking about goal setting for so long and actually like you actually take so much from what he says it's all it all makes sense so that was great um but I am really excited about the goal setting journal because for me I really like journaling and I haven't done it in a long time and I feel like doing this as a part of the challenge is going to kind of kick me back into gear I'm hoping to take that habit with me post challenge and like keep checking in I think think it's important so if you want to do that um, along with the challenge you can and yeah as Lawsy said we've started how good is power pilates yeah so this month's uh, whoa yeah yeah <laughs> sorry yeah, yeah. so whoa. I prefer to be like yeah 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 <laughs> okay too much <laughs> so this so this month is Power Pilates. So each month is a different type of workout style. Brand new workouts, all brand new Power Pilates workouts this month. So every week there's three brand new workouts, 15 minute, 20 minute and 30 minute. And Power Pilates is awesome. It is, mm. I mean, it doesn't really need a big explanation. It is just really Hard strength. strength. I would say it's more strength based yeah. Pilates. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. Love and it. good to do. It's a good one to start with because I feel like you just, you can do it at home. Mm. On the mat, you know, some of them have dumbbells or like bands, resistance bands, yeah. But apart from that, you don't need much, and you mm. can you can just do it at home and not have to leave. Yeah, so if hope you, you guys are enjoying that. Don't like leaving your house because it's cold, like me. Yeah, it's hard. It is. <laughs> it is anyway. Now for today, so today is part two, part two. of our Q and A, which we had a bre- one week break from it. Yes, we did. You guys just sent in so many so many good ones. Is that, that why we, we had, had a one to break, break it up? No. I don't know why. Because we, we just don't that. want to talk two weeks in a row. Just yeah, us. Because we just want to say, you know, bring a guest in and then have a break a little and bit come much, back. Yeah. So like, this, who do we think we are? <laughs> exactly. This question that I want to start with mm. is not on here. Okay. It's a qu- question from me to you. But that's nice. So the th- a bit of a theme of today because we want to break it into two themes. The first kind of theme is around career, work-life balance. Yeah those things anyway one thing obviously that is a part of this that we've spoken about a lot is as a female or someone with ovaries if you do want to have children Mm -hmm. it is a hard thing with Mm -hmm. your career right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this is I don't know if I've really linked this in very well but I was watching the and I wanted to ask if you'd watched them what your thoughts were Mm -hmm. because I haven't seen a lot of people speak about it and I was just mortified watching it Mm. The Kardashian episode two weeks ago. So the Keeping Up with the Kardashians new season is out. They're releasing one episode a week. So it's yeah, not the one that came out yesterday, the one from the week before. And it was a scene with Chris Jenner and Kendall Jenner. And Kendall is 26 years old. She's the only sister without children. I think there's like 12 children or something now, yep. right? Yeah. So Chris Jenner in the episode or in the scene called a like her fertility expert that she has on dial on her phone because she said to Kendall you have to start thinking it was something like you have to start thinking about freezing your eggs you need to freeze them now like Mm. what are you waiting for your eggs you're only going to get older and your eggs will get worse or something was something around that Mm. 
And I just, I literally had to Google Kendall's age because mm. I was like, oh, Kendall must be 30 or something. Mm. And I think there's two parts to it. So firstly, I think egg freezing is something that it's good that awareness is raised around it because I think it's something that a lot of a people, lot of people yeah. might do once they maybe they're a bit older and then it beces harder to do it because mm-hmm. you don't have as many eggs that's you know the truth yeah but at the same time I was like it just made me so annoyed because I was like you're a, she's a 26 year old mm-hmm. Kendall I you're still like she's your also prime. a model which like they don't I mean she, she might not be modeling for like much longer if that makes sense like she'll start to get old that's just what happens in the industry. Yes, yeah. So as in with her career, yeah. she would she might want to wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's also so I, when you look up the prime the prime when I do like quotation marks according to the internet the prime age of childbirth or having a your fertility is thirty point five or mm. something something like that. Mm. So she's a bit far off that right. Mm. Egg freezing is also expensive. Yeah, but and I just I know that, but I just watch it and I know with everything like watching that you have to watch it with a grain of yeah. salt of knowing that like they do have access. Like for yeah, example, the episode exactly. before Kendall was like get the chef to cut the cucumber or yeah, Chris said it. Exactly. So obviously they're that. But I was just I just felt for anyone watching that might be you know struggling or yeah. thirty and it's just not first of all it's not financially. Mm viable for them because it is it is I think it's about six thousand or something and then you have to pay each year for your eggs to be kept like storage Mm. and it was just I don't know it just annoyed me so much because I was just like this is so unfair Mm -hmm. to to people that might be or might be struggling and I just as a 26 year old and I'd love to know like I would love to be proved wrong that at 26 maybe you do it's good that they're talking about it but I just I just felt like oh my god we have enough to worry about in our mid like 20s like should we be like if we haven't freezed our eggs by 26, our mum needs to call the person to get it done straight away and we should be worried about it? No, but I think there's also something in that I believe some of them have had trouble getting pregnant or have had trouble with their pregnancies. So possibly Chris mm. has had more in the mindset that like, I know you want to be a mum one day, that kind of thing. So there might've been a little bit more to it than what was shown on the show or they might have had well, this conversation it's a reality tv show exactly they might have had this conversation in a lot more depth and kendall has like actually opened up before about like her worry of like not being with someone that she wants to have kids with but she wants to be a mom like we have no idea the background and if that if those kind of conversations had happened her reaction i feel like was, was very much very like, much oh, we're like bringing what are you talking again. about but i think also that just goes to show if there's anyone else watching like, i think like almost anyone mm. any woman who is getting to you know around their 30s that kind of age literally any time between 25 to 35 I would say especially if they have a partner um grandparents like people around you they ask that kind of question of like when are you having kids or whatever um and again I think it is just pointing out their their level of privilege like Oh, let's just free, freeze your eggs. Let's just do it. And that's not accessible to everyone. It is It is maybe something that like people don't uh, even think about or even know is a thing. And so, sure, I agree with your point earlier. Like maybe it's a good thing that like that's noted, that that's something you could think about if you're not ready to have kids but you want to have kids and you don't know when that's going to happen. But, yeah, I don't know. I did feel funny when I was watching it too. And you're right. It's the way that Kendall kind of slouches down and is just like, oh, we're here again talking about this. Mm. But I think that's just classic like – I mean, I'm not saying it's that's a very general comment for me. I was about to say that's just classic grandparents or grandma because, like, not everyone is like that. But I feel like that's just a common pressure. And mm. maybe because her younger sister has, like, had kids as well. and All the family. Literally everyone. But yes, for yeah. anyone that watched that, that is at the age or around the age of Kendall and felt any pressure that you need to have, if you're not in the financial situation to be able to do that and you need to worry, I just wanted to Yeah, say, you do not need to please worry. Please do not. Yeah, It's absolutely. just I just was like, oh, my goodness, this is just. Yeah, 100%. Out of touch. Yeah. 
That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Anyway, so a lot of into- what's on that show is yeah. out of touch. <laughs> True, because then they also have the scene going through the car wash and, and then the it was the grocery yeah. store the best day and yeah it was it was that, was that episode I, I do i have been enjoying the kardashian i like i really i i don't kim is out, super problematic a lot of them problematic but some of the things like the legal stuff kim's doing i do like watching that and it was There's, in the yeah. same episode it was quite polarizing they're obviously very intelligent they've done very well they know what they're doing even all this stuff them like laughing about going to the grocery that's all like for entertainment so we talk about it exactly yeah, which we so are. they're very smart um but yes i've been enjoying watching it too Although there's problematic things, but yes, same. Now, back to the actual questions <laughs> from the community. <laughs> I just had to talk to you about that. Okay, so first question is around, and this came in a lot and is our most popular, I think, one of the most popular questions that comes through. And I think it's because it is a question, I mean, we've also spoken about it on here before, that. I think we all wish there's an answer and we're looking for the answer, but I'm not sure that there, well, we've spoken about before, there probably, there is not a clear, easy answer to this. So the question is, what does work-life balance look like to you and what do you do to achieve this? And this is especially, you know, for people that might be, might be coming out of university, going to full-time work or just in general, like first time they've had kids, all, all the things is just working and life balance, mm. thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's something that you just have to kind of continue to evolve as your life changes, I think, the different phases you go through. Like, obviously, uh, my phase at the moment is trying to balance working life with mum life um, and then the rest of it too because it's not just those two things that make me me. So I think that's that's been a real struggle for me because it's meant that some things that I used to prioritise a lot like my health or like, I don't know, things that I enjoy doing for myself, like I don't know, a hair appointment, all that that sort of stuff that seems like so materialistic or little or whatever, but it was a part of my life and I could have the flexibility to do so in my free time. That's very, very hard to do now. And when I say health, it's always going to be a priority for me to look after my health, both mentally and physically, but it is so much harder now to find the time because my time is spread between two massive passions of mine that I am trying to put my all into and to be very present at both when I'm in both doesn't leave a lot of time on the side for for me. So it's something that it just, I feel like you just need to keep working at and you've got to find your balance and then every week's going to be different. Every day is going to be different. Um, But you've got to work out what works for you. Like I know for me, if I don't have some sort of balance there, if I don't have some sort of, you know, toes in family time, um, in the same week as a really busy work week, I will not work best. Like I, my brain will switch off. I'll be thinking about other things because I haven't filled up my cup outside of work. So I know that I have to kind of schedule in this time and I have to be a little bit more regimented than I used to be. I used to be very like loosey goosey, go with the flow. Can't do that anymore. And that's okay. But I think, yeah, you just need to work out what works for you. Everyone ticks differently. Everyone's balance is different. And how are you going at the moment? Because you've obviously like we've got a lot of stuff on, which is amazing, and our team's growing, and there's been a lot of movement there as well. And your role is like ever evolving and kind of growing as the team is growing. How are you going with work life balance? And I think for you, it's like there's an extra challenge because your partner is also in the same boat. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, it's one of those things, it ebbs and flows. Mm. Like it's just some weeks are fine and Mm. some weeks are not. But I think with me, what I've just learned is just to control the controllables. There's sometimes that, you know, work is really busy or whatever it might be and there's not a lot you can do about it. Just, you know, it is what it is. And so it's just instead of fighting it, Mm. I find just accepting it is really helpful. So you just, I think for me, it's just setting boundaries and as we spoke, we spoke about boundaries last week, but it's they're hard to set because mm. sometimes, you know, things that maybe you might usually have one day on the weekend where you don't have any social stuff because you need that just to like get your life admin in order mm. and all of those things. But then there might be some social things that fall on that, that mm. you, you know, like a birthday or something that you just can't be mm. like, no, I'm going to set a boundary because you have to go. Um, and, you know, you want to go. But it, it's just I, I think it's also letting go of that and then making sure um, – Actually, I know I didn't have a recommendation, but I listened to a fantastic podcast this week. So here's my special share within the episode <laughs> um, with Hugh Van Kylenberg, the latest episode of The Imperfects mm. with Dr. Emily. And it's about the difference between truth and harmony mm-hmm. and how you feel. So if you always are people pleasing and saying yes to everything to make it harmonious and make everyone feel comfortable, if you, when you're doing that, you feel, please go listen to the podcast, explained much better than, <laughs> than me by a psychologist and it's an hour. So I cannot summarize this in two minutes. But what Dr. Emily spoke about was that when you sit in harmony, you're actually personally putting yourself through a lot of stress. And if you, for example, if you say yes to, you have a really busy work week, exercise matters to you right which you know it should, it should matter to us because it, make, it makes us feel good you try and do three sessions a week but this week you've only done one you really know that tomorrow morning you want to do another one but one of your friends messages you and says oh there's a group of people catching up really early mm. somewhere else right yeah. where your big drive what's going to fill up your cup more but that's right because you you might feel guilty right mm. so usually what I would do is oh my god I feel so guilty I'm gonna I if I say no I'm prioritizing exercise like who that's not good so then I will I would go, but then I would feel when I say yes, I feel not sick about it, but I just feel so uncomfortable and like I'm annoyed at myself. Mm. And then that I get in my head about it Mm -hmm. and I don't enjoy it and I don't get, it doesn't fill my cup. Mm. And then I regret not making the decision Mm. just because I, you know, you're choosing harmony. Mm. They use a great example in the episode. They're speaking about the coffee shop. And if you get a coffee and it's cold, would you say that your coffee is cold? Because that's choosing how if you say if you wouldn't, mm. that's choosing harmony over truth. I would. I would say my coffee's cold. You see, I wouldn't. So there you go. <laughs> and so it's like it's about how sometimes of course you want like there's there's times to pick and choose your battles, but I think for me listening to that I was like, it's so true. You get this feeling of just feeling really uncomfortable and it's mm. like really exploring that feeling and realizing that if you actually chose truth in that, you know, owning your boundaries or whatever it might be, you would feel you'd actually have the conversation. It probably wouldn't be as bad as you mm. thought it would. And then you would have harmony and so would the other person or group or whatever it might be. It's a great it was great really analogy, great, great really great. So anyway, I would say with that, it's really important to try as much as you can to set boundaries. And mm. for me, like exercise is something that I need to, I need to do to, for my mental state, yep. 100%. Unless yeah. I'm sick, of course, or resting. Yeah, yeah. But that's really, really important. So I try and make sure I still fit that in. Mm. And then, you know, something, when I say it ebbs and flows, something has to give. And that's something mm. we've spoken a lot about. You can't have everything all at once. It's literally impossible. Um, but I think make sure you... Even I would recommend listening to, if you haven't listened to the Life Admin podcast we did with mm. Mia Northrop, highly recommend listening to that because that had some really good tips in it as well. Yeah. And I think when it comes to, another, like, I mean, we, we touched on it a tiny bit, but like, you know, keeping up with housework and all of those things. When you first move out, that's really hard. Yeah. And it's one of those things that you just, 
if you are okay, this is what we touched on with your house being messy and it's not important to you, mm. that's okay. Like just let yeah. it go. Yeah. But I know for me, I get feel very Clancy, anxious yeah. if I have got – if the house isn't clean. Same and so Josh. that for me makes me feel better. So I know that that's something I want to prioritise. Yeah. But it's kind of just having yeah. that and just being okay with you can't control everything. Totally. Totally. And sometimes you might have a really big project yeah. and you're going to have to, you know, but if you are the whole time try, while you're working a little bit late, so angry that you're working late because, you know, you wanted to do blah. Yeah, it's not going to help you. That doesn't help because then you get really stressed about it. So it's kind of setting boundaries, but also going with the flow. Oh, totally. As much as because that's life. That Exactly. That's life. And I think something that I've noticed lately that is what I want to work on personally with work-life balance is that. It's actually, I think when I actually break it down and actually think about it, I'm making it worse in my mind than what it actually is. Like I am stressing so much about maybe the workload or like being overwhelmed a little bit that it makes me kind of just sit and think like the balance must be off. But when I really actually think about it, uh, it's not. And I think the difference is sometimes I forget to kind of sit in gratitude and think like, actually what I'm working on is really exciting and this is going to be really cool. And I do actually enjoy it in the moment. And when I get home, I might've missed Harvey's downtime. I mean, bedtime, but like, let's think about all the good things that happened today. You know, I often just kind of like sit and just kind of feel sorry for myself. And, and then that makes me feel like something's off or whatever. But I honestly think it's just my frame of how I'm sorry, how I'm framing it in my mind is what's off. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like, everything totally because if I was like oh no if I really thought about my day I had a great day I got a lot of stuff done I felt really productive and I felt good at work so I don't want to come home and just you know erase all the good feelings from today because of one thing that's upset me it's like that that's life it's fine some things you're gonna miss it's not gonna happen but I think that's something I want to work on is like focusing more on on gratitude and then I think my work-life balance will kind of just sort itself out I feel Mm. like I'm lucky when I'm with Harvey and I'm lucky when I'm at work so as an example I think that's such a good example do you mean in a day so Mm. like this week Mm. you've missed bedtime twice right yeah Yeah. so on Tuesday I I don't know what you're carrying what you did in the morning I did watch your stories but I can't (laughs) Just say you got up, yeah. you spent an hour with Harvey, you chilled, had your special time with him cuddling yeah. and then you went to you went into work and we had all these great mm-hmm. things that happened during the day. It was really busy. You got things done mm. and then you know like you've missed bedtime, you're driving home, you might make it, you're stressed about it. Yeah. But that in being in that moment, just being so mad at yourself for missing bedtime and, yeah. you know, which would make you probably resent work. Like, yeah. fuck, I, yeah. I hate in a way, that yeah. that happened, yeah. you know, yeah. instead of thinking, and I'm not saying that you should think this. No, I'm just no, using no, but it is, it's example for people. Yeah. It's like, okay, I actually spent an hour with Harvey this morning, which is yeah. really special. I yeah. got a lot done at work and I go home and yeah. yes, I miss Harvey's bedtime, but I, yeah. I've had, I had time with him this morning. Totally. I'm going to have dinner with Josh in peace or something. Not totally. that Harvey's not peaceful, but no. you know what I mean? And it's also the way that my week's broken up, I think, because I do four days in a row and then I have three days with him I know I've got the balance right because by the third day with him like by Monday evening I'm really ready and excited to go into work so I know the balance is there but it's just that when it comes to like a Thursday and Mm. I'm kind of in the middle of it I'm a bit like oh I I, I miss him and it makes me it does like in some in some frames of mind when I'm really kind of struggling or I might be a little bit emotional about something it does there's a there's a part of me that kind of resents work and it's got nothing to do with what we're doing or like the fact that it's kick I was actually saying to Josh the other day it's a really 
really, really hard thing to balance because I am so emotionally invested in both things. Like they are both my biggest passions in life right now. And so it's really, really hard to try and uh, I think, yeah, I don't know, spread my time between both of them because it's, I love them both like so, so much. I think it would be so much easier if I just had a job that I wasn't like super passionate about. I would either probably still be on mat leave as in like I might not have, if that was financially available, might not have gone back to work or I would just not be so like heavily invested. So I might have a little bit more balance. Do you know what I mean? I would be, it would actually be easier, but I wouldn't, change a thing yeah but it's a mindset that's thing, the isn't thing it? exactly yeah, because yeah. I wouldn't change I, w- I don't want that yeah. like I love that I'm passionate about my job I love that I'm excited to go to work and I love what we do mm. so it's just that it's reframing in my mind and then I feel like it'll all come if that makes sense I love it I feel yeah. like I struggled to get what I was no, trying to say it's, out. True. <laughs> it's just such a it's such a mindset thing and I think it's it's so true and sometimes it's something that it's really hard to you know if you're having a hard day don't gratitude you just want to throw in the bin but that's okay it's okay to have <laughs> yeah. those days but most days if you can choose it it's it's totally often the best choice yeah. yeah yeah so now motivation slump I think is something because when we're in this mindset of overwhelm things mm. are a lot of things happening things like of it like the things that help our minds like Mm. exercise Mm. eating well getting enough sleep they're the first things that are sacrificed right Mm. exercise I feel like is the easiest like sacrificial lamb Mm. (laughs) because it takes effort and you know it's be like oh I don't have to do my workout and you're kind of like oh well I have a reason for it so it's like you're giving yourself an excuse to not do it right and so it's the first thing to be like okay goodbye but that's not good in the long term especially because exercise is so important to do obviously it's a habit so it's like if you go too many days without it just not not we're not talking injury or illness here like obviously you need to rest but like if you're just not doing it because in your mind you just can't bother and you keep pushing it away so you have a really busy three weeks exactly. or four weeks of work and you're not prioritizing you it you get into winter it gets really cold totally. you're like oh i'm out of routine because you might be a runner for example yeah. but you don't want to run in the dark no problem that's fine but how do you then so after that so you've broken your routine yeah how do you that's get back into it it's the hat you've broken the habit so it's going to be really hard to pick it back up but i think for me something and i am definitely guilty of that as in not guilty but like I definitely push exercise away but it's so funny because it's also the first thing that like even like three days in a row and I I move my body by doing a 15 or 20 minute kick workout three to four days a week like it's not super excessive I've tried to make it really sustainable and accessible for me because I know that it is one of the first things to kind of be pushed away just because of either work or I want to spend more time with Harvey and I can't really exercise with him on most days anyway but it's also the first thing that even if it's only been three days I don't feel myself I don't feel energized I don't feel motivated in other areas and I know I know it's like definitely tied to not moving my body do you know what I mean it's it's one of those things that like and I, I, I you know catch out with friends and family and stuff like that also affects me if I go a while without it but it's more like if I go a couple of weeks without seeing a friend or you know that's when it affects me whereas exercise I'll notice that within three or four days I'm like I don't there's something off there's something off about me my mood's different what's going on and then I'll realize oh I haven't moved my body so it's funny that something that I know genuinely affects my mood and motivation I for some reason just push it away. So I think when I do do that and I'm trying to get back in habit, the biggest thing is realizing why I exercise, like focusing on our why, like which is what we talk about a lot 
And for me, it is for my mental and emotional health, just as much as it is for my physical health. And so when I know I'm not feeling myself or off, it is a motivator to get back into it because I know I'm going to feel better. So that's something that that's probably like the main overarching thing. But then there's like little things like trying to remove all the barriers, make it easier on myself. You know, I'll make sure that I start off small with like a really, really short, no equipment exercise that I can just roll out of bed and do. And once I do that for a couple of mornings in a row, I then might be like, you know what, I'm going to go out into the garage and I'm going to do a strength workout because I'm filling up to it. And it kind of builds up from there. But um, what about you? When you've been off for a little bit, maybe you've been too busy, what's like, what gets you back into it? Well, it is hard because I think with exercise, so it depends. So if you're, if I'm injured or mm. sick or something, because it's out of my control, exactly, if I can exercise yeah. or not, I then, I don't, it's, so I, w- I was going to talk about it. For me, exercise, if once I, busyness only, so reasons that are, well, when I say they're within my control, it's that busyness, but to the point where I could just wake up 15 minutes, early. like I could make it work, but I'm choosing not to, yeah, instead yeah. of, you know, being injured or sick or, you know, having a lot of flights in a week or something where it's just not possible. Totally in those weeks, yeah. because I, the weeks where exercise, I can't choose it because it's out of my control. I find that it's not a domino effect because I then think, okay, I can control the controllables. I'll control, I'll make sure I get, you know, enough sleep. I'll try and do that or I'll try and eat well or whatever it might be. But with, uh, if I find that I'm out of routine and that I'm like, I'm not exercising, it's the first thing for me that like is like a domino effect of then I'll probably, we won't do grocery shopping for the week. So then we won't meal prep. And it doesn't mean you need to eat, you know, like a healthy, nutritious meal every meal. But I feel great when most nights of the week we don't get takeaway, right? Or we eat well most of the time. Yeah. So 80, 70 to 80%, that's great. You know, you have a balance. But if we, once I, you know, stop exercising, then I'm like, oh, I can't be cooking. I can't be Then I'm also like demotivated on the weekends. So then I might be like, I'm just going to watch TV all day. And I know that every now and then you need it if you've had a really busy week, right? But if I've just been not exercising, not eating well, not choosing like healthy habits, I suppose, it's then so hard. Mm-hmm. And so you have to... It's like starting, taking conscious control of it. Like, okay, I am out in a motivation slump. That's okay. It's completely normal. It happens to all of us, even professional athletes. No, I'm not saying we are professional athletes, but you, I'm just referencing go, a professional athlete here. You just have to take control back. So as you said, start small, schedule it back in. So that, be like, okay, this week, who mm. cares about it? Doesn't matter. Mm. Don't, but also don't wait until the next month. Don't wait yeah, until or a Monday Jan or, or like yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just say tomorrow, I'm, as you said, I'm going to, start it might be a Sunday if you're deciding this whatever it might be tomorrow I'm going to do a supermarket shop and even just doing one thing like having fresh food in the fridge it makes you then like okay I probably should cook it because otherwise it's wasteful so it's like all of those things or starting with five minutes see how you feel once you get going and just start yeah yeah you have to start because the longer you put it off the it's harder to get out of the slump totally and something that Danny actually mentioned in the goal setting thing was when it comes to being motivated whether you have a goal or not as in like if you've got like something you've actually written down and it's a goal that you really want to reach or if it's just generally I want to start moving my body again you need to make sure that how you're going to do that is is motivational in itself is in like it's it seems attainable achievable achievable it's like I'm gonna start by moving my body by you know walking the dog around the block 
at least three days a week. Don't schedule two hours intense gym workout. If you haven't worked out in like over a month and suddenly you're expecting yourself to work out for an hour a day for six days a week, like it's probably not going to happen. And so, and I've definitely been guilty of that. Like I've set myself goals in the past where I've been like, yeah, I really want to be able to do this. And I'll set my, like when I try and challenge myself to do more yoga because I know how good it makes me feel. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do yoga every day for like a month. And then I don't and I feel so bad about it. Even in like week one, I might only get four yoga flows done. And in any other week, that's a lot of yoga for me. And that's mm. incredible. And I would feel amazing for it. But because in my mind, I had set myself like every single day, I just get upset and angry because it was unattainable. So you just really need to make sure that you, it's it's achievable. And then that's motivating in itself. Because if you've made the first week quite easy or achievable and then you do it it's like oh okay next week let's go and it feels good to like get it done so I just thought it was a really good point he brought up I agree it has to be attainable mm. or you, the, you're just you're setting yourself up to fail so set yourself up to succeed but yeah. also it, the motivational slump is real and it is hard to get out of so feel you but you've got this <laughs> well sorry that was I'm gonna say that again <laughs> you've got this okay so now last question I, th- I think it would be good to touch on this one it's around establishing a healthy relationship with food mm. so I think there is well I, there is definitely a difference between what I was just referencing in terms of just not fueling my body properly mm. being n- not uh what's the what, not preparing as in like not doing putting nice food in the fridge that I can cook and I you know all those things there's a difference between that and eating takeaway all the time and things that don't make me feel good or our bodies feel good and then having letting food control your life oh absolutely so for you how did you establish I I would say right now like we're both have a great relationship with food in that it's to fuel us it's not something that controls us at all Mm mm-mm no, I mean, it, the only way it controls me is I think about it a lot Hungry. because I love food <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I get enjo- I, like have enjoyment of thinking about what my next meal is going to be because it, I don't know, makes me tick. I love it. Anyway, but back in the day, the reason why I used to think about food so much was because I needed to figure out in my mind how or what I was going to eat because I was, I was never into calories or anything like that, but I would kind of just want to make sure that it was like super super nutritious and like nothing bad no oils no salt like really 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 restrictive and that that just consumed me consumed my mind and if it never went the way that I'd planned it was like a spiral into really bad guilt and really 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 bad guilt so um I mean if you haven't if you haven't heard us chat before about our past relationships um I was about 20 years old I went through um, a really bad pattern of binge eating when I was living over in New York and that took a long time like years to get over those kind of habits or at least uh, habits in my mind like I didn't necessarily binge eat or have all have the the actual physical bad habits that came along with that Um, but the thoughts in my mind of feeling guilty around certain things absolutely hung around for a long time and it was a really long journey I think out of it and it's not to say that to this day like I have an incredible relationship with food now but it's not to say it never creeps up again it's just that I think because of how far I've come and how how I look at food now I'm very quick to just not really care about what does pop up in my mind and just move past it and realize that it's not the way to be thinking. And what I mean by that is I have a super balanced diet as in like I really like eating nutritious foods because it gives me energy. It means I can keep up with Harvey and it just makes me feel good. But I also love like all different kinds of food, you know, the the not 
not so, I suppose, wholesome, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like whole foods. Like I do love things from a packet. I, I like junk food. <laughs> I like food from the packet. Food from a packet. But I mean, like for so long, I feel like it's demonized yeah. to eat out of a packet uh, and like have processed foods. But I enjoy them. I get a lot of enjoyment out of processed foods every now and again. But I know also having processed foods all day, every day, I would not feel good. I would not feel energized. I just would not feel myself. Not good for your organs. I've found what works for me. And I think that the really important thing is with like guilt around food and everything like that. I think we all go through it at some point in our life, unfortunately. And it might be because of an advert you've seen on television or social media or your friends might have guilt around food. And I think at the end of the day, you've just got to focus on works, what works for you. Like there's some people who feel really, really good eating a certain way and then others who feel different at eating a different sort of way. So you've just got to work out the balance that suits you. And I think once you do that and once you feel right with what you eat, the guilt just kind of goes away. It just doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. I agree. I, I 100% agree. And obviously for, for, for Steph and I, we were able to work through it ourselves. It took a while. But if you are listening to this and you need professional help, absolutely make mm. sure you reach out because there are so many people out there to support you yeah. through this. And it can be really hard if your relationship with food starts to control your life. I think for me with relation with food in general and now that I'm in a balanced mindset it's just been I mean it's it's much easier said than done Mm. but I've changed the reason the 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 reason I eat well well it's like exercise it's like your relationship with exercise exactly right and I don't have my goal why I eat well my exercise is just around how I feel and I but if I don't exercise and I don't eat well yes I don't feel that great but like I don't let it effect I'm not like mad at myself I'm like okay get out of this motivational slump let's you know let's feel good yeah but I feel like if your goal is solely for me when it was solely around the weight on the scales because for me when I got to my lowest when I had the the worst relationship with food and I wasn't eating very much I had to eat so minimally to get Mm. to this certain weight and it was just so unsustainable and so unhealthy so I know that I never want to get to that size again because I can't live a life where I don't eat ridiculous right so unhealthy and if I'm talking about health it's I was the opposite I was depriving myself and my body was in starvation mode but my goal was around my body what my mm. body looked like so if I had a week of eating where I didn't eat you know extremely strict and deprive myself my weight would change and then I would be so angry at myself and then it would control my mind but I don't have any measurable things like that that where yeah. if I ate and I, the other thing is realizing our weight why I don't weigh myself our weight fluctuates like yeah. when we have our period when yeah. we don't when we had a liter of water when we're dehydrated like all those things yeah. make such a difference and it doesn't to me like I don't really obviously it, it's good to feel like you're but if you're clothes like if you had tight jeans that are really tight and don't make you feel good just don't wear them anymore yeah. like get a different size you know yeah. it's like just to me it was it was about seeing it as fuel mm. that I want to feel good but apart from that if I don't just eat well for a it. week, like, it just it doesn't matter because I'm not measuring anything. Yeah. I think that's what helped me the most. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I really hope that Thank you. <laughs> as you said, I think I, I, I think it's um whilst it's incredibly common to have these feelings around food, uh, you know, guilt and all that sort of stuff, it's not necessarily normal. It's is in the level of guilt yes. that you feel. So definitely definitely reach out. reach out. We'll put a link in the show note. So yeah. Thank you. You're, you know what? You're welcome. For all of the <laughs> no, questions to the community. Yes, thank, but, you. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. answering them, Steffi. Oh, you <laughs> thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you for being you. Oh, that's nice. Thank you for existing. <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up. <laughs> but ditto. 
so yes. let's wrap it up. Okay, I'm mm. going to do it. I'm going to do it. Today. Okay. I'm going to give Go my best it. shot. Okay, so you've got this. If you would like to join us on our winter challenge, we have got that offer code, which is workout in winter 50. It's automatically applied for you when you sign up for our quarterly subscription. So three months of kick for $25 is limited offer so make sure you take advantage of it if you want to join our winter challenge you can find us uh kick on the app store at what we're called keep it cleaner if you just search (laughs) and then our website is www.keepitcleaner.com.au we're also on android so you can find us in the google play store and you can also find us on social media on instagram at keep it cleaner at steph claire smith at laura john henshaw and on tiktok and i don't i know that our keep it cleaner tiktok is tiktok that is example of how i um, not How about cool. Kat the other day in the office? The tick and the top. Yeah. If you just watch it, you're just ticking. And then if you, you actually post as well, you're TikToking. Yes, well, we are TikToking because we, we we're posting and watching. And you can find us at Keep It Cleaner Squad. We will chat to you next week. Bye. Bye.